I ended up taking all these drugs and all these pills and putting them in a blender, blending them up with rum and drinking that. And then not waking up for a while, I woke up and I've been throwing up all over my kitchen floor. It was just kind of disgusting. But something when I woke up said, it's not your time. I mean, it just completely changed my life. So Dan Brown, he gave me the name and number of a Buddhist monastery about five hours away. I took his advice. I called them up, said I was coming. Long story short, I ended up moving there, selling everything I had, ended up selling the restaurant. You know, I've lost other people in my life. I've lost my sister. I've lost my uncles and cousins and grandparents. I've lost my best friend. It's different when you lose your mayor. That's Derek Sano. And this is The Proof Podcast. Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you. I hope that you've been keeping well. For new listeners, I'm Simon Hill, host of this show, nutritionist, physiotherapist, and author. Please do sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. One of the best ways to track our health is to regularly get blood work done, so we can take a peek under the hood and get a feel for the state of our cardiometabolic and hormonal health. You can do this with your local doctor, or you can use a service like Inside Tracker. The nice thing about Inside Tracker is they make the process super convenient. You can organize their phlebotomist, a person who draws blood, to come to your house or office to do the blood draw. A few days later, your results show up in the Inside Tracker app, and they provide lifestyle recommendations based on whether a particular test is suboptimal, normal, or optimal. I've checked Inside Tracker's lifestyle recommendations, specifically the exercise and nutrition ones, and I can confidently say they are evidence-based and in line with the information shared in both my book and on this show. They even added ApoB to their ultimate plan, based on recommendation from myself and others. It's also nice to have all of your lab results readily accessible in one mobile app, making it easy to pull up past results and see trends and patterns over time. Get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. To get started, go to insidetracker.com forward slash Simon for this exclusive offer. That's insidetracker.com forward slash Simon. If you're a long-time listener of this show, you'll be well aware of the scientific evidence that supports a high-fiber, plant-rich diet for good long-term health. And while I certainly believe in a food-first approach, there is a role for supplements to help optimize the intake of specific nutrients and address any nutritional gaps. Enter Emil. Emil is a plant-based wellness company with a series of products to help you optimize your plant-based diet. Two of my favorite products being the Essential 8 Multivitamin and the Optimal Omega Plus. The Essential 8 contains 8 key nutrients that plant-based eaters often fall short in. And the Optimal Omega Plus contains a direct source of DHA and EPA Omega-3s, same as in fish, but from algae. In fact, taking Optimal Omega Plus daily 
which contains 750 milligrams of EPA and DHA, is equivalent to eating two to three pieces of fatty fish per week, in line with the nutrition recommendations globally. To get your Essential 8 and Optimal Omega Plus, head to theproof.com forward slash friends and follow the link which will get you an extra 10% off your first order. That's theproof.com forward slash friends. I'd say I discovered that I love food probably before I reached my teens as far as like wanting to work with it and play with it and cook. But I didn't realize that I was going to hone this craft until my 20s. I worked in this really busy restaurant and the, the head chef, he was just this large, very large man. And he was a drill sergeant before he became a chef. So you can imagine this guy was just massively huge huge, loud, loud voice. And he would scream and yell at some of the other guys that I worked with, but he would never yell at me. And he pulled me aside one day and he, he did raise his voice, but it was in such a way that he was telling me that I, he's like, Derek, it's taken me 10 years to learn what you can do in like a small amount of time. You have to follow the recipes on the menu though, because you keep changing them and people keep asking why it's different than the last time they came in. <laughs> Whether it's better or not has nothing to do with it. He's like, you can do whatever you want with the specials menu. But the standard menu, unless you're going to work every single day, you have to, uh, you have to follow the recipes and do it the way we set up. Because I was getting bored with the regular everyday stuff and it didn't taste that great to me. So I wanted to make it taste better. <laughs> and then I also got into designing the menu in the beginning of it. So he included me with that. It was just a really good, he, the way he, he told me I was creative. He built, helped build me up and he helped me like realize that I was good at what I was doing. That lasted about four years. So I learned, I started as a line cook and then ended up as the chef of that restaurant and then just moved on. I had continually just moved from restaurant to restaurant. I bounced around. I worked off the coast of Bar Harbor, Maine. I worked down in New Hampshire. I worked out in Wyoming. Um, I bounced around a little bit here and there. And I, what I did was I practiced the basics a lot, like just cutting, roasting, sauteing, grilling. Like I just wanted to get, be really good at, at the methods and processes. And what I did was I ended up leaving this one position and I was a sous chef at it. And I went... I knew I was going to open a restaurant. So what I did was I got a job as a produce delivery guy for a produce company so I could learn more about how every single restaurant worked. So I knew how to work in a restaurant, but I wanted access to see everything. So I took it upon myself to just get a job for six months and I delivered produce. So I went inside the back door of every restaurant to see who was clean, who has had recipe books open, what chefs were doing, organization, I got to see everything, what to and what not to do and who I wanted to ask for advice and who I wouldn't ask. <laughs> so it was a really good experience. You know, you know, I went to college, uh, university just for a very small bit. I didn't like it. I, I know about myself that I'm not a classroom learner, not a group learner with a bunch of people. I've learned that in group learning situations, people tend to follow other people, right? I tend to go the other way. It just happens all my life. If it gets to a point where everybody's like, oh no, we're doing this, we're doing this, forget that. I say, well, forget that. I'm going over here and I'm going to do this. 
It's just how it is. Still, it's funny because I have this belief that one, if you do every single thing in front of you really well in succession, it just builds on this everything being done really well. And I apply that through food, through process, through washing dishes, like washing dishes, every single plate. If you can wash each one really well and just get faster and faster and faster, I'll pretty soon, you're really good and you master that. So I did that with chopping onions, cutting, you know, to the point where I could blindfold myself and, and do a 50 pound bag of onions in front of me, blindfolded and knowing like how to hold your hand. Right. So like, you know how it's like a consistent every day mm-hmm. going to the gym. And that, that's what builds over a period of time. You can't just go to the gym and all of a sudden be super good. So super huge, henched, whatever they say here. Um, same with cooking. You know, you practice and practice a little bit every day. It's like hold, the way you hold an, your hand when you're chopping, you learn your lessons. If you hold it wrong, you get cut. And if you're not aware, you get cut. So it's like bringing that mindfulness to every single thing you do that's in front of you and then build it upon that. And that's how, that's how I got to be where I am. And as far as not things, knowing what not to do, I know that I need to trust my intuition. And the times that I haven't trusted my intuition is when things might go off track or not really be the best at what's good for me. The first place I set up, it was called Mahalo's. It's funny, man, because I started Mahalo's the same, the same year that I had my son. So I was married briefly. Um, had my son, Jake, who's amazing. He's 19 now. So starting a business and having a baby is difficult. And I ended up choosing having the business. You know, and Jake, he grew up when he was with me in the restaurants. So that what I started was a personal chef service at first. And from there, it just grew and grew and grew to where I ended up hiring some of the old guys that I worked with um, that I really respected and I learned from. And they came and worked with me. And I had that business for about seven years. Within that business, I opened up another restaurant called The 100 Club. And that was more of a high-end restaurant where we had wine, cigars. It was a private supper club. We charged an initiation fee and a yearly fee to be a member of it. And then I ended up selling those too and started a farm. So I had a vegan organic farm. So there was no meat on it, no animal products. And it wasn't because I was vegan at the time. My brother was vegan, Chad. He's been vegan since he was in high school. The reason for the farm is I wanted to learn where everything I was cooking came from and how it got there and growing. So I had read a book called The Good Life um, by Helen and Scott Nearing and they grew up and they, they were homesteaders from the 1920s and 30s. And they had built two different farms starting like when I believe the guy was 50. And then the second time he did it when he was 70. He lived till he was 100. Where he just took a piece of property and just totally transformed the whole property. Built it from the ground up. Farms, every, I mean, it's so incredible. Like I'm so inspired by them. And they had their own way of health and... There was no animal products. There was no animal eating. Every step of the way, I learned, and it kind of slowly sunk into me. It all started happening like like that in succession. I cooked a lot of meat. I was doing pig roast. I was doing steaks. I considered vegetables a condiment and meat the focus. I think that's pretty much what most people do. During the farm, I think that was 2000, 2003, 2004. I had met 
who was going to be my fiance, Amanda. And she at the time was doing training horses and teaching horses how to do dressage. And I just started learning about all about this from her. She was an amazing um, model as well. Super beautiful and super kind. And we got along really well. And we transitioned from that farm. I ended up opening another restaurant. And she helped. I, for the first time, like found somebody who could relate to me because I'm, I'm a little... Uh, some people think I'm a little crazy <laughs> because I like work. Uh, you know, when people ask me, hey, what's your hobby? Uh, cooking. And what do you do for work? Cook. So I consistently, I just am cooking like all the time for fun. Like, it's just like, that's what I do. If for some reason, shit just comes through me and it goes through food and it's, it's just weird. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's wonderful and weird. <laughs> so, you know, to make a really brief, I'll just be really brief about it. Amanda and I got engaged. She was killed shortly after in a car accident, hit head on by a 17 year old boy going to a swim class or something. It was like really, really early. And then from there, like I kind of lost my shit. You know, when you, you're that young, I was in my mid thirties. She was a little bit younger than me. And you're living with somebody and you, somebody that you like do everything with and share a bed with and you're going to marry. You know, I've lost other people in my life. I've lost my sister. I've lost my uncles and cousins and grandparents. I've lost a lot of people. I've lost my best friend. It's different when you lose it, your mate. I had been catering for um, Dan Brown, who wrote The Da Vinci Code, Angel and Demon. I mentioned this, this short, brief bit in the book. So we did the, catered the premieres of those movies. And I, at the time, was um, their personal chef, like catering all their parties. And he, I had an event two weeks after Amanda died. Uh, at his house and he wanted to cancel the event and I was like no please don't because it's the only thing I have to look forward to like at that after she passed I could only see as far as that party I mean it just completely changed my life so Dan Brown back to that he gave me the name and number of a Buddhist monastery about five hours away called Padme Padme Samyaling and it was a Tibetan Buddhist monastery and he's like Derek you should just go there and check it out and just take the weekend and just relax you know so I took his advice I called them up said I was coming and they I ended up going there for the weekend long story short I ended up moving there I ended up selling everything I had um, ended up selling the restaurant the other restaurant which was called Mizuna to my partners there and then just stayed there and then I would come back once a month to we had decided, me and uh, Amanda's family had decided to forgive the, the boy that caused the accident because it was his fault and to f- forgive him. So I, I came back to defend him so he wouldn't go to jail and through all the courts. So my first public appearance in speaking to anybody was in a courtroom, which was very difficult, probably the most difficult in my life. Even the day that it happened, when she was hit, I was calling their house, you know, and the, I had visits from the police. Like, I have to leave these people alone because I was just calling, like, you know what you did? Do you know what you freaking did? Um, you kind of ruined not only my life, but families' lives around, you know? And so by going to the monastery, though, I, I've already had been reading about compassion and Buddhism. And the thing is about Buddhism, right? In the beginning, when I first started studying it, 
it seems like it talks a lot about suffering. And I had to put the books down because I didn't understand the whole suffering. But like, it always talks about suffering and life is suffering, this is suffering. And I just didn't realize that it was just pointing out that that's the case. And it is true. Like a lot of life is suffering. A lot of life is happiness. And it's just like what the Tibetan teachers, the Kempos, what they mainly taught me is like, just be nice to people, be compassionate like that, and cultivate compassion. And that takes practice. It's not like you're not just born with it. You have to like be mindful about it and you have to choose to be that way. So I chose to forgive that boy because it wasn't any good for me to keep perpetuating the, the suffering of like, why should I ruin their family when this had already happened, you know? And there was nothing we could do. There's nothing I could do about it. So, so from there... If you've tuned in to the many episodes I've done focusing on cardiovascular disease, the leading cause of death globally, you'll be well aware that ApoB is a better biomarker for measuring our risk of having a heart attack or stroke than LDL cholesterol. The only problem is that not every pathology lab is set up to test ApoB levels. Fortunately, this has now been made easier by Inside Tracker, a leading health and wellness company founded in 2009 by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, MIT, and Tufts that provides lifestyle advice based on your blood test results. With the new edition of ApoB, Inside Tracker's ultimate plan now analyzes 44 biomarkers, including metabolic health markers like HbA1c, triglycerides, and blood glucose, important nutrients like vitamin D and iron, as well as hormones like cortisol, sex hormone binding globulin, free testosterone, and total testosterone, before giving you science-backed lifestyle advice to optimize your health and longevity. Your data tells the story of your health. With Inside Tracker, get to know your story and create a lifestyle that delivers better health for longer. Get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. To get started and redeem this offer, go to insidetracker.com forward slash Simon. That's insidetracker.com forward slash Simon. Hey friends, the scientific evidence on lifestyle habits that lead to longevity is clear. Now it's time to put this knowledge into action. I'm excited to announce the Living Proof Longevity Challenge, a 12-week program to build evidence-based lifestyle habits to optimize longevity. My team and I have transformed over hundreds of hours of conversations with experts on aging, nutrition, and exercise into a life-changing 12-week program that will challenge you to develop habits that lead to a longer, better life. This is a unique opportunity to gather health data about yourself that has the potential to change your life for the better. You'll start by testing 10 longevity biomarkers that tell the truth about where your longevity stands right now, today. Following that, you'll get a personalized longevity score to guide your 12 weeks of habit building that will boost your score and improve your biomarkers for the better. After the challenge, you'll retest your 10 biomarkers and see the proof of how powerful these science-backed habits really are. Head over to theproof.com forward slash livingproof to download your zero-cost copy of the Living Proof Longevity Challenge today. That's theproof.com forward slash livingproof. Look forward to joining you on this journey. 
I just really, for those three years, so I lived there for three years, um, close to three years anyways, and what happened was I just studied. I've read tons and tons of books about Tibetan Buddhism. I, I read all about the compassion. I attended all the teachings. I cooked for all the meals. I started. I just started bringing myself back from being really silent and quiet from when I was super grieving. I've done a lot of silent retreats, the 30-day silent retreats there. And I wrote a lot. And I just practiced compassion and like how, and really like malas and sitting and really sitting with my mind. Because what I wanted to do was figure out, instead of running off, you know, people get pissed at this and pissed at that. And I do get pissed. But it's having that awareness of knowing the one thing that, that can take over and just cure everything rather than just getting pissed off at every single thing. I just want to know how my mind reacts to anything, whether it's happiness or sadness. So I really try to play a role where I'm very equal. Like some people, I'm not the best at receiving gifts because I don't show enough excitement. But I'm also, when shit happens, I'm not the one who freaks out. This is just learned from how my mind reacts and just sitting with it. And and it's just, it's also given me a sense of confidence that it's okay. Everything at the end of the day is going to be okay. If somebody came and did something super negative, I don't have to react. I, I do still react. And it takes me a while to like, oh, okay, remember what, where you are. Because you're always going, you know, and shit happens and you kind of react instinctual. And I, I'm not always the best when I do that. So my best self comes when I have a moment to like reflect on it and think about it. And the more and more I practice that, then the easier and easier it gets. So how somebody, people ask me about meditating all the time. The best explanation I've heard is like, when you sit and you quiet your mind and you know you can start recognizing your thoughts because you're not your thoughts, that space between one thought and another that space when you're sitting and you're calm and you're peaceful starts to expand and that gap grows. And the more and more that grows, the more and more aware you can be of every thought. So just being like sitting at a movie screen and just watching things go by. And then you don't have to, like, I don't have to, if I get upset and pissed off or if I feel like self-loathing or self-deprecate or just something like bad and I feel like I'm sorry for myself, I'll set a time limit on that. Like, all right, you know what, Derek, allow you, I'll allow yourself, myself to be sad for this length of time, whether it's a day. If I wake up tomorrow, no more, no more. You get back, get your shit together and you get back out there and you do it because you're no, of no help to anybody like this. You know, if I'm in a negative state, that's pretty much how I live my life now. And same goes with happiness though, yeah. or um, success. Like, oh, this happens. All of a sudden, because lately you've been experiencing a a fair amount of success with the range and like, it's still not where I want it to be, but it's, it's all these small steps and I allow myself to celebrate the success for a short amount of time, but then get back to work. Like, don't, don't let it go to your head. It's all about, it's the ego and you, it can be happy or sad. It's like, I want to be in the middle. And during that 29 days before I went there, like that was when I, could have died doing so many drugs and just wasn't treating myself good. You know, I went out, I went out and bought a fucking motorcycle, a Ducati 1000 monster. 
with the sole intention of driving that fucking thing into a truck, coming head on. Like, that's why I got it. Um, I obviously did not do that. Things smartened up in me. And, you know, there was one instance that I ended up taking all these drugs and all these pills and putting them in a blender, blended them up with rum and drinking that. And then not waking up for a while. But when I woke up, I was, I woke up and I'm, I had been throwing up all over my kitchen floor. It was just kind of disgusting. And but something, when I woke up, something said, it's not your time. Like you have, you're going to have an effect on things and you need to use this. It was really weird. And I don't know how to even talk about it because I don't know if I believe in hocus pocus kind of things like that, but it's just what happened. And I said, all right, well, fuck it. Then I have to do all this other stuff, you know? So I went to the monastery they only did vegan and vegetarian food. What I saw there was like, it was a communal kind of cooking situation and not, there was no professional chefs there. And so I took it upon myself to just, look, this is what I can do. I can cook. So I just started cooking for people. It was a way that I could give back. And I started cooking more and more. And then I just wanted to keep cooking again because that's how, it's just a natural thing for me. And then I saw that it benefits people. Like, and I remember the Kempo saying, you know, it's so important to have a nourished body so your mind can absorb the teachings. Like if you need a healthy body to absorb everything else. And so you can have a good, be a benefit to other people. And you, you're, the way you do things affects everybody. If you see the power that you have, what you do affects everything. I really took that upon myself and took it to heart. Like that was my ability and what I could do to benefit other people. And I joke about it because I say, well, they all, the Buddhists tricked me. They tricked me because I was helping everybody else and that helped me. Helped me. There we go. I hope you found that interesting, instructive, illuminating and clarifying. Of course, if you did, please share with your friends and family on the socials. The more people that we can help together, the better. And while you're there, make sure that we're connected. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at plant underscore proof. Quick one before I let you go. I am often asked what supplements I take. Probably one of the most common questions that I get actually so I finally got around and created an in-depth supplement guide, totally free, that you can download along with a bunch of other free guides at plantproof.com. Inside, it contains information about daily supplements for everyday wellness, along with performance supplements. The daily supplement that I personally take is a multi-nutrient called Essentialate by Nutrikind. This is a product I formulated for Nutrikind alongside their team that specifically contains the eight key nutrients that plant-based eaters often fall a little short in. Omega-3s from algae, B12, vitamin D3 from mushroom, iodine from seaweed, calcium, zinc, selenium, and iron. The right forms in the right doses to complement your plant-rich diet. To find out more or subscribe to a monthly delivery, head to NutraKind.com. That's N-U-T-R-I-K-Y-N-D.com and use the code PLANTPROOF for 15% off your purchase. 
So in summary, grab a copy of the supplement guide at plantproof.com. And if you are in the market for a daily multi-nutrient to cover your bases, head to Nutrikind.com and use the code PLANTPROOF for 15% off. On that lovely note, it's time to bring this one to a close. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and for your ongoing interest in evidence-based nutrition. I appreciate you and I look forward to repeating it all again in a few days' time. Until then, remember... More plants, my friends, more plants.